It's 11.59 on Radio Free BTC. This is your host, Joe Fi, with music and the truth till dawn. Right now I have a few words for our brothers and sisters behind enemy lines. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. It's 12 o'clock, Bitcoiners. Another day closer to victory. Stay tuned for news and more right after this quick break. All right, welcome back, Bitcoiners. And today, like I promised you, I have uh, the first ever interview, and it happens to be with a good friend of mine, Victor, the energy expert. And Victor also has the uh, the great distinction of being somebody I orange-pilled not very long ago, probably, what, about a month ago? And so so I thought it'd be... Oop, I keep turning. I thought it'd be fun to see if Victor wanted to come on and if he had any more questions that uh, I can answer, and if not, I'll just fake it and make stuff up, and then all of you can tell me how I'm wrong. So anyways, uh, w- with that uh, quick introduction, I just want to say, Victor, do you have anything that you or just give us a brief uh, synopsis of who you are and uh, what you do? And I'm Victor. I'm a product developer at an electric utility. Um, I develop uh, incentive and rebate programs um, for commercial and industrial customers. I recently became involved in in, in Bitcoin. Um, not, I can't say that you know I'm fully invested, but but I'm exploring it, and I had some questions. Um, a lot of these questions come from an uh, energy consumption standpoint, as far as you know, how, how Bitcoin or, or other coins could potentially change uh, the industry. Um, if they require mining, how much consumption do they require, right? So, yeah, definitely have some questions. And uh, I look forward to, uh, to hearing from the Bitcoin expert, as I'd like <laughs> to say. So. That, 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 that might be a stretch. Hang on. Keep in mind, guys, here, I, I, this is the first uh, interview I've ever done. So if, if some of these levels uh, and the voices sound, you know, w- wonky a little bit, uh, bear with me. I'm just learning as I go here. So, so Victor, with that, that being said, how about we, uh, why don't you just ask away? What, what do you got for, up first here? All right. So let's start with the basics. What is Bitcoin? <laughs> well, at its very core, Bitcoin is just a decentralized uh, distributed ledger, which uh, can be used as and is used as money. Uh, so, so it's a ledger that, you know, it knows that I gave Victor one coin, Victor gave it to Tom, Tom gave it to Pat, and all of that is recorded on the blockchain, or as other people like to call it, the time chain, but we'll call it blockchain just for simplicity. So, so it's a ledger of every transaction that's ever happened with this thing called Bitcoin. And, and so, 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 so you have that and then everybody can see what, what's there, who owns what. And, it, and the, the best, best part about it is the fact that it is decentralized and that nobody has the authority to, it, it's what they call immutable. It cannot be changed. Once it's on the blockchain, it can't be those, the ledger cannot be changed. Therefore, there is no central authority that can go back and be like, oh, well, Victor didn't mean to send that Bitcoin to Joe. 
it doesn't matter. It's done. It's it's set. Everything's settled and it's final. Be- and uh, which you know, a lot of people are like, oh well, I like the fact that Visa can charge back when I get ripped off. And you know, th- th- there are advantages to centralized things, but but when it comes to freedom and freedom money or or freedom from the state, it needs to be immutable and the rules. You need rules, and this is what Bitcoin gives you. It gives you rules without rulers. So, so the 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 code, the the rules are hard baked into the code. So everybody knows the rules, and like I said, it's rules without rulers. So yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, as far as uh, regulations, are there any regulations when it comes to Bitcoin? As as far as like. Are there rules inside of Bitcoin or are there regulations of Bitcoin by governments? Right. Correct. Okay. Well, you know, obviously it depends on your jurisdiction, right? But, you know, every government loves to regulate and there are rules. I mean, uh, as far as the U.S. government's concerned, uh, you know, if if you were to uh, make a buy Bitcoin, make a million dollars and sell Bitcoin, that's considered a capital gains, just like if you bought uh, a piece of property and flipped it. And I mean, just remember, every government gets their pound of flesh. They get their taxes. They they there's always rules or, you know, by our quote unquote rulers. Uh, so so there are regulations. But, you know, in the United States, people like to, you know, act like we've got it so bad it's not as bad as places like hey uh, communist china yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, communist china you know they, they they've they've made it illegal you know six or seven times but this time they actually seemed like they meant it uh but uh, yeah i mean th- there are regulations and like if you wanted to spin up a, an exchange and you know victor's bitcoin exchange and things like that there's all kinds of rules i mean it's it's government bureaucracy which is well, not to get down too far down a different rabbit hole, but which is why Bitcoin, because I want to get rid of all that. But, you know, for the time being, yeah, there, there are plenty of regulations. Um, what is what is Bitcoin uh, Bitcoin mining? What, what, what it is, is. Uh, so so I, I have a computer. And I if I can solve a, a, an equation. I will get a reward from the Bitcoin network, which that then I get as as the winning miner, I get to write the next block on the ledger, which says, you know, Victor, all the transactions. Right. And it builds on the block before and everything like that. So what's ingenious about it, though, is is I I am not the only one doing it just, you know, like the Visa network. In order to verify a transaction on Visa, it only has to be verified by their network. But this one, it could be verified by any miner in the world uh, that that mines the next block. That means they solve the problem. It's just it's just a super long algorithmic algorithmic uh, problem that you know takes these big computers you know approximately ten minutes to to solve, right? But but when and and that part of it. That consumes the energy, right? Which is the quote unquote work. When you hear about proof of work, that means that you actually, your computer put in the work, it burned the energy to solve that problem, right? 
So, so now, now the network knows that you've done the work, you get to write the next block. And, but, but what's so beautiful about that is, is now you, you won the block you today get, you would for be rewarded for doing that with 6.25 Bitcoin. So, so you've got incentive to do it. Right. So, I, I mean, at that's roughly what 360 or 300 and change, right? $300,000. So you, it, it's a nice reward, which in turn makes it lucrative for other people to say, well, geez, if Victor can make $350,000 every 10 minutes, I want some of that. And then, you know, the guy in China or, well, we won't, not China, but uh, say a guy in, uh, in, or in El Salvador that they, they plug into the power down there or in Europe or anywhere in the world, they say, I want that money. I, and so, so you get all these people competing now, which just makes the network that much stronger because, because the beautiful thing about Bitcoin algorithm too, is so let's say we went from, you were the only miner, right? It, it has what they call difficulty adjustments for the mining. So when there's only one person mining, the, the problem's really, really simple because Bitcoin, the Bitcoin network wants to hit a, wants you to solve that problem every 10 minutes. That's, that's what has, what's targeted. But now we get a, you know, a hundred people now mining and let's say that, you know, be, you know, now that there's a hundred more people, we're solving that problem every minute. So but the, the Bitcoin network says roughly every so many blocks, there's going to be a difficulty adjustment. So now the problem went from, you know, one plus one, and that's what the computer needed to solve. For example, now it turns into uh, an 18 page long algebraic equation that you need to solve instead. So it, it gets harder the more miners, the more competitive it is. And the more competitive it is, though, the harder it is to mess with the network. So anyways, mining, mining in a way, it's, it's a business. It's a, a security feature. It's, a, it's actually the mining actually, like I said, when they win a block, they get to write the transactions. And, and that, that's a, it's a lot of things. And it's kind of the beautiful core of Bitcoin, in my opinion. So, okay. Uh, so as far as, you know, for example, diamonds, gold, right? Um, what gives it, what gives uh, gold its value or diamond its value is the, the, the scarcity, right? Correct. What gives Bitcoin its scarcity? Uh, the code. Okay. So, so the the code as as it was uh created by satoshi nakamoto the code says that there will never be more than 21 million bitcoin so why because well because that the, that okay that that's a good question that because that's what satoshi decided right uh okay and and is it possible that we could change that code sure but we just need every node, every miner, everybody in the network to agree on that. And that's never, I mean, look at politics in the United States. You can't get, you can't get more than 51% of the country to agree on anything. And now, now you go worldwide with it. Uh, it's never going to happen. Actually, that was a, I mean, not, not a change of the total number, but the block size was a, was a real fight that almost 
split the it did split the Bitcoin network in 2017, but uh, that's a different rabbit hole. But but 21 million is hard coded into the code, and it would be next to impossible to change. So okay, but but it can be that 21 million cap can be raised as long as core developers and Bitcoin miners approve of this, right? Potentially. It's like 90% of them. Yeah. Which will never, <laughs> which no, I mean, you've got a better chance of uh, the Republicans and Democrats hugging and sing, singing Kumbaya. And <laughs> you know, it, it's, Gotcha. Yeah, I mean anything's possible, right? Uh, but right now we're at twenty-one million. That's the cap, right? And so we're not at twenty-one million because because every block we're at about eighteen and change million coins are in existence because because every block six six point two five are created and given to the miner as the mining reward. And I should also mention that that every four years, approximately, the mining reward is cut in half. So, so when it started, it started at every 10 minutes, somebody made 50 Bitcoin for mining a block. And then it went to 25 and then to 12 and a half. And now we're, we're at, uh, <laughs> we are at uh, 6.25, which just happened about, about a year ago. And, and which is also like, if you want to get into the price of things, which is uh, what a lot of people claim uh, create the 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 uh, the shock the supply shocks that create the cycles in Bitcoin for the price, which I don't care as much about anymore. So, <laughs> sure. Uh, not to get into the weeds, but um, what are stacks for Bitcoin? Stacks? Yeah, something that could bring smart contracts to Bitcoin. First, I wanted to ask, what is a smart contract? What you know, what is a what oh, is a okay. stack? Stacks. S T A X. Right. Yep. Um. To be honest with you, I, I'm not very familiar with it. Um, I, I I don't know. You know, I, I I'm like I like I've said to you. I, I know I know more than some, but not as much as others. So to be I'll, I'll look into that. But uh, I I've heard of it, and I I know that people are working on it. But uh, you know, I personally the smart contract. And all, all the whiz bang things that, you know, all the shit coins love to talk about, I am less impressed with because I, I Bitcoin. The reason I, I love Bitcoin is because I believe in hard money and Bitcoin is the hardest money ever created, ever invented, ever discovered, however you want to say it. So, okay. Uh, my next question was about solutions, something about layer two solutions. There's oh, light, sure. There's lightning, yep. there's liquid. Can you describe what that is? <laughs> uh, so I, I'm less familiar with liquid. So liquid, as far as I know, it's, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to try to explain liquid because I, I'm not, not familiar with it. I, I know it's, it's federated, which I know you have to be accepted to the group and which I don't like. I, I mean, there, there's probably a lot of use cases for it, but I, I don't see it. I don't see it as a as a massive. Uh, it's not going to be for the for the for the public at large. I, 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 I think a lot of exchanges use it to transfer Bitcoin back and forth to themselves and things like that. But but the Lightning Network is very very. Uh, much intended for the, for the masses. It. it 
it, it'll create, you know, because right now, if, if you want to send me a Bitcoin transaction, it, it you know, it, if the network is busy, it can cost a lot of money. I mean, you know, like in 2017, people always talk about, you know, oh, so you had to pay $100 a transaction, you know, because the, the, the network was so congested. But, you know, this time, this bull run, you know, we've spiked up now to uh, we hit a high of sixty seven thousand dollars and and the mempool got busy but it wasn't crazy you know I, I i wasn't watching it that close but i mean you could get transactions through for like 20 20 satoshis a byte and you know so so basically three four dollars for a transaction which still is a lot if you're talking about buying a, co a cup of coffee on a on a you know, a day where the network is congested, you don't want to pay $3 service charge to get your, your transaction through and on a $3 cup of coffee, right? That, that, that is where the lightning network comes in. And, you know, it, it's, you know, I, I, I run, I run a lightning node and I'm still definitely, uh, learning it, but, but it's amazing because like, if I wanted to send you say five bucks, uh, Let's say I wanted to send you a hundred thousand satoshis, whatever, right? That would probably end up costing me about ten sato five ten satoshis. I mean, we're talking fractions of a penny. So it, it, think of uh, I always think of the Lightning Network as Visa, right? So 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 when you walk into Target and you buy uh, you buy a twelve pack of Coke, uh, you swipe your Visa card. And you get your receipt and you leave, right? You think that you paid for that, but you didn't pay for that because it's not until Visa actually sends it from their bank account to Target's bank account, right? It, it, and that that process takes days for for an actual transaction to clear. I mean, as far as we're concerned, right? There was nothing exchanged, right? If, so, like, if I were to pay for it in cash, I would have paid for that, right? right? But I swiped the Visa. Visa needs to pay Target. It needs to hit their ledgers, right? Right, and, and they don't do that instantly. That that's not done instantly. So 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 if you so so let's say let's say Visa sends the the, the transaction from their bank uh, Chase Bank right to Target's bank, which is Wells Fargo. They might only do that once a day, or you know every other day, or whenever. But they'll they'll batch them all up and say Target. Okay, we owe you a million dollars for all the transactions that happened today. So that would be the equivalent of an on-chain, a Bitcoin transaction, right? But the actual swipe of the card is just that—that's kind of what the the Lightning Network is. I mean, it's—I mean that—that's a vast generous generalization, but but it's kind of a good way to think about it, right? Uh, that you know the the because because the Lightning technically doesn't settle until whoever's channel it's on closes that and then records it back to the Bitcoin network, but they don't have to do that for ever really. I mean, but when they do, everybody gets the, the Bitcoin that they're owed. So got it. And that, I think this is a good segue or we can transition to one thing that, that when I ask people, you know, what do you know about Bitcoin, right? What's your biggest challenge? What's that barrier? You know, one of the things that I've I've heard, many things that I've heard is the wallet. They couldn't figure out the wallet. So I was hoping we can talk about sure. what this wallet is. And, right. And, and so I, just to give you an idea, let's say I purchase Bitcoin in uh, the Cash App or yep. Robinhood. 
Why would I? But you never want to buy in Robinhood. Because they why? Because you, which is a which is a good good. <laughs> um, uh, so so which ties perfectly into the wallet, right? Because it, when you buy on Robinhood, y- yes, you. I mean, technically, you are buying Bitcoin, right? But you cannot withdraw that. So th- think of uh, think of it if you were not able to withdraw cash from your bank account. That would suck. <laughs> well, that that that's that's buying Bitcoin from Robinhood. Robinhood uh, will not will not allow you to withdraw. You can sell you can sell the Bitcoin and you can get your dirty dollars back, right? Sure. But that's also a taxable event. So if you decide I'm done with Robinhood and I I want I want out, the only way to get your Bitcoin out is to sell your Bitcoin, turn it to dirty dollars, go take it somewhere else, take it to the Cash App buy it there but but when you sold that's a taxable event fine okay so let's let's so so i buy i'm buying it on robin hood yep let's say i bought at you know 10k and i'm selling it at at 20k right so i'll make a 10 grand profit right so i can sell it and and get my cash you can you can get your cash out i mean yeah i mean they're not a complete scam (laughs) (laughs) well a lot of well we we can get into the wall street bet stuff but yeah i mean so what 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 are the advantages of using the cash app versus Robinhood? okay okay so so so, yeah tying it back to wallets right Right. so so if you go on there's a plethora of bitcoin wallets right um you know, blue wallet, uh, ledger, uh, which we can get into cold storage too. But, uh, but, uh, basically think, think of a wallet as your software that, that holds your keys to your Bitcoin. Right. So, so just, I mean, a wallet is a good, good describer in the fact that, you know, you put your keys, which is your cash, you put it into your wallet. So, there's a lot of different softwares out there that that will hold your Bitcoin keys, and Cash App will let you withdraw to any wallet that you choose. So, so if you choose to uh, withdraw to a Moon wallet, which is a great wallet, because uh, it also has Lightning, Moon M U U N. I have to okay. say that for anyone listening, because as far as I know, I think there's a Moon M O O N. Wallet, uh, which might be a scam, but don't quote me on that. So, and, and oh, just just for everybody listening, Victor, what what did I tell you? The first lo- first rule of uh, Bitcoin is everything is a scam. Everything's a scam. Just <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever said that on the podcast, but uh, anybody listening, just remember everything is a scam. I'm a scam. Victor's a scam, and you need to have your guard up. Anyways, now that I've got completely sidetracked. Moon Wallet. So, so let's say you choose Moon Wallet, M-U-U-N. Uh, and so, so you go into Cash App and you say, uh, Cash App, send send my Bitcoin to this address. And Moon Wallet will give you an address or a QR code. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. And you uh, can't do this with Robinhood? You cannot. You cannot send you it to cannot. a Moon Wallet. You cannot withdraw. It, as far as Robinhood... No, you cannot. So what's yeah okay? Well, we can talk about. Uh, that's it. why Robinhood's a scam. They're they're a bunch <laughs> of fuckers. I mean, if if you want, I I mean, a, a, after the Wall Street bets, 
uh, thing. I don't know why anyone would use them, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll get in. We can get into that later. But but so so the wallet is basically your software that holds your keys uh, to your Bitcoin, and then once you have it in your wallet, you control it. You now now you're in custody of it, which means, let's say uh, your ex wife, your uh, you know, or your business partner, or somebody sues you, Victor, right? And, uh, or the, you know, the, the feds come in and raid you, right? Okay. Uh, so, so, so what do they do when they come in and raid you? They want your bank account. They, they will seize your bank account. <laughs> hey, Victor, you know, you, you had a hundred thousand in the bank. Now you've got zero or you've got, you've got an IOU, but you can't use it. Or what, you know, there's a billion scenarios you can think of where, you know, somebody, uh, an account can get seized or stolen. Let's or... think of the worst case scenario. Divorce, right? She wants half your shit. Right. right? Which, which, you know, I mean, just because you're, you're holding, let's say you're holding your wealth all in Bitcoin, <laughs> doesn't mean that the court, the divorce court won't tell you, hey, you're going to jail if you don't give her half, right? I mean, laws still apply, right? Yeah. But it's a lot harder. You have to be a willing participant to turn that over. Right. Or, and, and nobody really needs to know about how much Bitcoin I actually own. Well, or do they? They will. I mean, they do. And just, just, just I mean, and here's the uh, thing to keep in mind is, you know, let's say you get all these sick gains, you know, from, uh, you know, all the Bitcoin that you bought in 2010, right? That, well, maybe, maybe not back that far, but anything you buy today, they know about, right? So, so j- just, just think uh, every every transaction you make on the cash app they know or 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 they they will know let's say uh let's say for whatever reason the the federal government thinks that they, they need to come after you they'll just send a subpoena to cash app and say we want to see his account history and they'll be like oh victor bought uh three bitcoin you know at uh at eight thousand dollars and and he withdrew it but then they can go on chain and follow the transaction because everything's on the public ledger. So, you know, what, what, what is the saying? Uh, give up, give, give upon Caesar. What is due Caesar, right? You got to pay your taxes, <laughs> Gotcha. but, uh, but that, which is, which, which, uh, gets me to the really cool part about Bitcoin is you never have to sell Bitcoin. You don't have to sell it. I mean, I, you know, there's a billion scenarios where you need the money, right? But can I pay my, my, uh, can I pay my landlord with Bitcoin essentially? Well, I mean, you can negotiate anything, but, but like, you know, like, like we've talked about, you know, you're, you're buying with money, you know, you picked it a, a low amount, right? So, and, and you're buying with money that you said that you'd be okay if you never saw it again, it's throwaway money, right? So, so you shouldn't in theory need the Bitcoin for anything, but if you do, you can take a loan against it. Let's say it's sizable enough. I mean, you're not going to do it for 200 bucks, right? But, but let let let's say, let's say you have uh, 10 Bitcoin, 600 grand, right? And you need you, your car clunks out and you don't have any cash in the bank. You can go to places like BlockFi or Celsius or Ledin, uh and get a loan against. So you can just like your house, you can borrow against the equity in your Bitcoin, uh, and so so then you can get dollars. And then, as long as you repay the the interest on that loan, you can you, you can sure. pull out the cash you need. But the beautiful thing about that, Victor, is that's not a taxable event. Uh huh. So, 
So, so you, you know, let, let's say, you know, of your, the only taxable event is if I pull it out of Bitcoin is when I, you sell, when I sell it. Yes. Yep. yep. So I can just operate in I can just operate in Bitcoin, you know, without selling it. And therefore nobody's going to tax me. Is that what you're saying? No. Well, essentially I'm saying, talk to your tax advisor. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, but, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's a, uh, as far as the government concerned is concerned, it's a it's a commodity and it's it's not taxable until you sell it. Sure. So, sure. anyhow, <laughs> and that's that's a good segue. I mean, I was going to talk about risks with Bitcoin. You know, um, a lot of my friends are concerned that it's not regulated. That you know, and and I'm going to use the quote. You know, that it's you know created by quote criminals. You know, so there, mm, there's fear, right? The shady coders. Right, right, right. So uh, <laughs> there's some fear around like, oh, I'm not going to invest all my money. And it, it, it is a scam. Like, that's how they view it, right? I'm sure. Gonna, I'm just going to stay with regulated markets and, and whatever, right? But like, just wanted to know, wanted to get your feedback on that, right? Like, what are the what are the risks of investing in Bitcoin, right? So, so yes, you know what? The risks, obviously, there's... There's nothing in life that has zero risk, right? There's nothing. You know, you, you, I walk out the door here, I can get hit by a bus, right? You, you, as I mean, there, there's risks in everything you do. And so, so you, you know, the, uh, the biggest things that, the, the biggest risks that people like to worry about are government's just going to shut it down. That's a big one. Uh, you know, if, if it works, government's just going to shut it down. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll circle back to these. Uh, another one is, uh, we, we talked a little bit about the mining algorithm. The, a, a risk is that, uh, they always talk about somebody's going inv- to invent a quantum computer that will be able to solve the, the, uh, the Bitcoin algorithm, you know, light years faster than any other computer in the world. And then, once they do that, they could start rewriting the ledger because nobody else will be able to to mine the next block to say no, we don't agree with that, right? So that I mean that that's another risk. Another uh, honestly, uh, one of the bigger risks I see is you know kind of like the nuclear option. Uh, a risk is that the government shuts down the internet. Right. And <laughs> which, which sound, which sounds so crazy. Right. But, uh, th- there is no free, there is no internet in North Korea. So, and if, if you, if, if, if you would have said to me like a year ago, is that possible? I've been told you you were nuts. Right. But I also would have told you that, uh, there's no way in hell that a westernized democracy like Australia would be building concentration camps. So never underestimate the, uh, the authoritarians in government for, to do really nasty things to shut this thing down. Because like I started to get into a little bit earlier is uh, this, that Bitcoin is designed to separate uh, state from money. Right. But the, the Federal Reserve, the, the people that are printing all this money, living high off the hog because they get that free money, they're not going to go down without a fight. So that's some of the risk as I see it. Um, you know, but 
that being said, I think uh, compared to the risk of inflation and the risk of, uh, you know, the total deravelment of the financial system that we all see happening right now, I, I, I see the risks of that system are far scarier than the risks of Bitcoin. Uh, you know, th- th- that's just my opinion. But, uh, you know, like I said, everything has risk. Uh, and in the long run, we're all dead anyway. So <laughs> so transitioning on to, well, let's talk about risks again. Shitcoin. I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, shitcoin. I appreciate you using the correct, the correct terminology. <laughs> Like what I, I appreciate that. I yeah, I, I really do. What um you know, what is construed as shitcoin? Why you know anything that's not Bitcoin. Okay, why? <laughs> there's a lot of there's all these other coins popping up, Dogecoin and, and, and Dogecoin. Do, whatever. Right? I'm still a newbie in this, but yeah, there's yeah. all of these other coins. For example, hey, Ethereum. Listen, Ethereum. Let's talk about Ethereum. Ethereum is the biggest shitcoin. <laughs> So, so Ethereum had a pre-mine, which means all the the stupid assholes that came up with it, they they, uh, they pre-mined it. They said, okay, me and Victor, we're, we're, you know, Joe Fi and Victor, we're, we're creating this coin called Ethereum today. Victor, you get a billion, I'll get a billion, we all get uh, a billion coins, and then, oh, and then we'll start mining it, right? Satoshi Nakamoto did not do that with Bitcoin. Bitcoin launched. And all the all the Bitcoin that Satoshi owns, right, which you can still see on the chain, was mined by Satoshi running the algorithm on his own computers. So, the the, the pre mine's a big problem, right? the The other problem is central centralization. You know, that everybody loves to say DeFi, right, decentralized finance, and and uh, all the you know. Oh yeah, we're decentralized. I think I think the number is seventy percent of Ethereum is on cloud computers, right? So where are cloud computers? They're run by Amazon. They're run by Google. They're run by they're run by big companies by establishment. They're- but they're 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 out. Yes, they're run by companies that when when the FBI or when the the secret police from the CCP show up uh, or whatever government insert whatever government you want they show up to the data center for amazon and say you turn this fucking thing off now and or you're going to jail and And guess what will happen they will turn it off 70 percent of the ethereum network will be off in a flash in a minute right so okay uh so, so that that that's that's the beauty of bitcoin Bitcoin is the only truly decentralized network. I, I the last time I looked, there's fifteen thousand nodes running on Bitcoin. The the uh, the hash rate, the the mining, the mining is is thank God since China banned it. Right now, it's distributed all over the world. I think the United States now has the lead with about twenty, high twenty, low thirty percent of of the 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 mining power, but it, it's globally distributed. I mean, you were up at the cabin. You saw I've got a node running at the cabin. I've got a node running in the other room here, and that—that uh, that is the Bitcoin network, and that—that's the beauty of the small block size, which I've alluded to before. The the block size war, because a lot of people wanted to change Bitcoin, because right now the block is one megabyte, 
that that's as much data as can be included in one one block. But the beauty of it, uh, the, the beauty of that is that that to spin up a node to create a node, the 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 uh, the ledger is about only about 500 gigabytes, right? So to buy a to buy a one terabyte hard drive for my node, it, I mean that's 40 bucks, 50 bucks. I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but uh, it's easy to spin up a node. I mean, with, with a Raspberry Pi, you know, with, with less than probably a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars of equipment, you can have a, a running Bitcoin node anywhere in the world. And b- actually back to the risks that we were talking about uh, and, and w- why I'm not as worried uh so, so one of the risks was uh, that that they shut off the internet, right? But guess what? There, there's Bitcoin nodes running in space, beaming down from space. You can, if you have a satellite connection, right? You can broadcast a Bitcoin transaction to to the satellite in space. So, if your country has gone totally tyrannical, shut off the internet, just like North Korea. If you've got the satellite connection, you can talk to the Bitcoin network. And uh, so, so there are workarounds, right? Is that ideal? No, right? I mean, the free and open internet is the best for everybody, you know, best for humanity. But, but if your government's gone totally tyrannical, you, 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 can, uh, you can still interact with the Bitcoin network. So, Excellent. Well, which, which brings me back to, you know, the, the reason why I'm here, right? I wanted to know about um, implications uh, to the grid. So from, from, from an energy consumption standpoint, um, this is, we should be asking you, <laughs> well, this is why I wanted you so bad to get into this, Victor, it's because of the energy, because you, you are the expert, but yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you so, off. Go ahead. So how much energy goes into mining for Bitcoin, mining for shitcoin nodes, right? Like all of this, like what, what are we looking at? It's minuscule. Right, right now, oh it, no, no, it, it, the you know the the, uh, the ESG people, the, you know the the uh, the the ESG people love to to just batter Bitcoin about. Oh my God, it consumes way too much energy. But here's the thing: is 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 the freest, the fairest money ever created, ever known to man? How much energy should that use? All of it I, that, you know, I, I, I like to say it's worth it's worth all of the energy to secure the Bitcoin network because Bitcoin is freedom from these tyrannical governments. Not not to get on my soapbox uh, with that, but 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 even in, in its current form and I'm only going to speak to Bitcoin because shitcoin is just a waste of energy. You know, you know how I feel. <laughs> but uh, well, yes. So. Uh, right now, Bitcoin uses point. I think it's a half of a percent of the the entire world's power. Right, half of one percent is what I've I've seen and what I can. I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, but I'm, of the entire world's power. Right, but you have to keep in mind though. Bitcoin, uh, the, the the incentives are with Bitcoin is to find the cheapest energy in the world. Right, and, and you know how the grids work. So Bitcoin generally tends to end up places with with stranded energy, with the energy that would be otherwise wasted, and uh, like you, you know, one, believe it or not, one of the bigger places to mine Bitcoin in the United States is in New York State, and it's like 
you know why <laughs> exactly who, who would ever want to locate any business in new york right why because they've got cheap hydropower with with, with excess capacity so uh so so for these companies to go there and say hey hey victor energy or vic vic energy right <laughs> whatever whatever the power company is you know we see that you've got uh you know x number of megawatts of excess capacity you know we'll, we'll buy that for four cents a kilowatt hour whatever right it, it's easier to make the deals when when these companies have excess excess power and they want to sell it right but but so 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 that's where bitcoin generally tends to locate is is where there's excess power stranded energy like uh you know a, a guy i really think you should listen to which is it's uh his name's Marty Bent, but uh, his company or uh, the company he worked for, they plug into, they plug into, uh, do, do you want me to put that down? No, it's oh, good. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Right. Uh, they, they plug into uh, natural gas that would be flared out in the Dakotas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so stranded gas. It's it's stranded gas, and there's, there's no infrastructure to bring that natural gas to the market, right? So all they do currently is they they burn it and and it's terrible for the environment so so what their company does is they plug in a generator and mine bitcoin right out on right out in the dakotas right and the only thing you need is an internet connection an internet connection and power so so they plug in the big the big uh, massive generators that run on natural gas they they turn that flare gas into energy and they they connect it to the internet and boom they're they're making money and it's better for the environment because burning because burning it through a generator burns it completely versus the way that they flare it. I think it's only a certain you know sixty percent or seventy percent of the uh, the gas get only gets burned and the rest still escapes into the atmosphere. Well, it's really it's relatively. I mean, it sounds easy, but it's relatively complex to capture stranded gas mm -hmm. and, and you know set up infrastructure, which is you know the balance of systems, generator, right, the whole thing. It, it's right? not. It's it's not as easy as it sounds. My question is, from, but, from but the, the government will charge the, the producer for flaring that. So, sure, or they will restrict them from, from operating. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> my, my question is just to put it into perspective, um, you know, how much power, you know, Bitcoin mining or, or crypto mining takes, right? Let's look at your typical toaster, which is 1000 Watts. Okay. Right. And so I like toast. Yeah, I like toasters too. And so we're going to we're going to the environment we're, Victor. We're going to we're going to turn on that we're going to turn on that 1000 watt toaster, right? And so for for 1 hour, it's a kilowatt hour, right? And so just to have an idea sure. of how much energy, you know, mining takes up, right? And you're saying, you know, half of a percent of all of the world's energy, and that's a lot of power. Sure is. Sure is, but and for it, someone to mine Bitcoin, if I were to mine Bitcoin in my house, what am what you know? I mean, do I need a, a, a two hundred and forty volt three yes. phase? Like, what do I need? Yeah, you, I mean that that that's the way it's going. I mean, when it started, uh, you could do it on graphics cards, like like I showed you in the other room, right? Uh, but now now it's it's set up at a more industrial level, and and uh, as far as I know, everything does run on two forty. Uh, because it, that's, it's more efficient that way. Right. Uh, but 
as far as like the total consumption, I don't know what the number is. I mean, I, I'm sure I could find it if uh, maybe I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> but uh, it, it doesn't. But but like I said, it, it, it what whatever the number is, it's skewed anyways, though, because because if if it let's say it let's uh, just make up a theoretical, it used a million megawatts, right? Uh, but but of the million megawatts, how much of that would have never been used anyways, or just uh, deplete, or just what, what do they? What do you do when when you've got too much power? You just put it back into the ground, right? So, are, would this be just like a data center? Yeah. So okay, we're yeah. I'll, about... I'll I'll show you pictures. Uh, I I mean basically. So, so so the the way they do it now is is they have what they call ASICs. It's a it's an app application specific integrated. Uh, circuit board or circuit, right? Uh, ASIC. So, so it's a computer basically about that big, uh, you know, uh, and they just line hundreds upon hundreds, if not thousands of these things up. And, and the, the circuit board inside the ASIC is just, it's only programmed and all it will ever do is to run the Bitcoin algorithm to mine Bitcoin. Okay. So, so, so it's a very industrialized specific, gotcha. It's yeah. I mean, industrialized is the only way to put it. But but as the mining's going, it is it's going to be the energy companies that get into Bitcoin mining, right? Uh, so that's what I'm trying to figure out. What is the anticipated load? What's the forecasted load? Right? How does it how does it work? Does it have to be online all the time? Yeah. Well, Can no, be- no, no. Because actually, uh, you know, another place that a hot spot in the United States for Bitcoin mining is Texas and. Uh, you know, I, I I certainly am no expert on the Texas grid, energy grid, but my they're, they're kind of on their own there, <laughs> right? But 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 my understanding though is 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 that 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 you can negotiate your own contracts, right, with, with the power producer, and a lot of them are working in now now the new ones that are getting set up, they're they're getting a lower rate for agreeing to uh, when there's high load on the on the uh, on the grid. They'll shut down. Yeah, so you can negotiate a different rate, right? So there's time of use rate. There's different, you know, there there are various packages, right? right? So so these miners don't have to run twenty four hours a day. I mean, so 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 if they only ran eighteen hours a day because they could, you know, get a rate of you know one cent a kilowatt hour, and then then at the highest highest peak loads they turn off. That's great for the grid. I think what's what's going to be good eventually is when you're able to, when the the system is able to generate excess capacity, whether it's through solar or through wind, right? And at that point of excess generation, they can power on these 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 mining systems, right? So if there is excess capacity, right. they turn on, right? If the if if and when the load comes up, or when the demand comes up. They can spin these things down. Good, and that is what you know. Bitcoin is the battery. The, you know the the the, the uh, inst- instead of uh, the hydro battery, right? Bitcoin's the battery because you can store the money. You can store the excess energy in Bitcoin. Sure. If you think of it as a battery, right? Because you know w- what good does all this capacity do? If you're only using the capacity for two hours, four hours, I mean, what is the peak, you know, four hours a day? It's a four hour peak, typically two to four hours, depending right. on the utility. So, so, so you build an entire grid 
for two hours for four hours a day. So that means 20 hours a day, it's underutilized and it's, it's losing money because you're not using it. Right. Correct. So Bitcoin's the battery. So, so if you could keep it at a hundred percent and in, in the, in the scenario where Bitcoin's the battery, you just turn, you turn that excess capacity into money. Yeah. And you need a pretty serious integration with, you know, with the utility to dispatch. That's why we need people like you in the Bitcoin network, Victor. <laughs> um, yeah. So what, you know, I'm sure we're, we'll have a lot more questions and a lot more answers uh, probably during during the next podcast. I, I, I think we should do this again. Uh, I think that, you know, most of my questions will be based around uh, the energy and the infrastructure that's going to be required to support these networks. Um, so, you know, it might be good to involve some folks from, from IT, uh, you know. Absolutely. You know what? I, I mean... Here and I'm so glad you agreed to do this because you know for for the last three four years I've been I what I call myself I I've been the secret Satoshi stacker right <laughs> you know like I I didn't want to admit I was the nutty Bitcoin guy but I I'm uh, I I've ha- I've had my coming out party <laughs> which is this podcast excellent this podcast was was my coming out party and <laughs> but I I want to know. And, and maybe we'll do this, you know, since we, we are in Minnesota, I, I would love to do a Bitcoin meetup, but who knows with this goofy state, if, if that's even allowed with uh, COVID and all the bullshit, but <laughs> you gotta go down to Florida. Yeah, exactly. Well, I am going to Florida, uh, for anybody listening, uh, let, let's meet up in Florida. Cause I'm going to be at Bitcoin 2022. So the big Bitcoin conference, you should come Victor. I might, I might be there. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I just wanted to thank you for for having me um, on this podcast. Um, you know, for me, it brings up more questions than answers. Right. And so <laughs> that's why it's called the rabbit hole. <laughs> you, you 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 stumbled into the rabbit hole, Victor, and not now you're just going to only go deeper. That's uh, it, it uh, becomes all consuming. And j- just remember though, it's called shitcoin for a reason because it's all going to zero. So. You, you might be able to make some money on Doge, right? You, you might be able to make money on it. But in the long run, it's all going to go to zero. So, you know, it, it's it's just like if you play if you play at the blackjack table long enough, you're going to lose. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, very true. Because no, nothing else is as decentralized. Not, nothing else can be as decentralized. I mean, it, you know, when I got into Bitcoin... The, the, you know, a big sticking point for me was I didn't know well, who in the heck is Satoshi Nakamoto, right? You know, how, how can the guy that created this damn thing not even, you know, want to take credit for it? What, what does that say, right? But the, the longer I'm in it, the, 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 the more I can appreciate the beauty of him walking away or him, her, they. Uh, that that's the beauty of it. There is no created, there is no Vitalik Buterin. There is no, uh, John or not, uh, Charles Hoskinson, the con artist from Cardano. I don't even know if you know that one, but, uh, the, the, the Bitcoin had the immaculate conception. It, it, it literally, you know, nobody knows who the creator was. And, uh, that is actually a, it's not a bug. It's a feature. And with, you know, with this, I wanted to, to conclude by asking this question, you know, what are the future improvements ah. that can happen with Bitcoin? So, so, you know, we, we just, we, we, uh, we're set 
you touched on it and and I, I admitted my uh, my ignorance on it before you you touched on smart contracts right and uh, an upgrade that we've got coming that 90% of the network agreed to uh, is taproot which is uh, it's coming next month I believe November taproot which like I said you know I, I'm not I'm not in the weeds of the technicals of it. But uh, it, it, it will make smart contracts easier. It certainly will make lightning easier and cheaper. Uh, you know, so, so there are upgrades that can be made to the code and just how things function. But it, that, that's the beauty of it, though. It's slow. It's cumbersome. You, you, know, you know the, uh, oh, what company was it? Yeah, you know, move fast and break things, right? It, Bitcoin takes the opposite approach, right? Move really slow and never ever break anything because if if you break one if if the network breaks once it's over right so bitcoin is a is a slow moving giant but uh but it it can be upgraded so i mean but i i do know that the the 21 million never number is never going to change <laughs> so anyhow so so is that all you had for questions for yeah, me? Yeah, for now. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for having me on the uh, on the podcast. So, so I I've, I've got some questions for you, Victor. Oh man. <laughs> uh, are you coming to Miami with me? Um, there's a good chance that I'll be in Florida. <laughs> all right. When is this conference? It's in April. Um, you know, I'll probably be sure to be there for that. <laughs> no, uh, but but the biggest thing is 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 so, so you touched on it with some of your questions. Uh Coming since since you're freshly in into this, you 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 touched on it with the wallets, right? But what what were your other preconceived notions about Bitcoin before you actually uh, went stumbled in just a little bit down the rabbit hole that you already are? You know, there weren't any preconceived notions. It's more like let's you know if I'm going to put money into something, I want to put money into something that's uh, that's going to generate revenue returns, right? You know, some some stock, something that's maybe regulated i just i just was uncertain right why bitcoin you know but then i've seen the the growth i've seen you know how this thing exploded and you know it feels like it might be a decent time to jump on board before it is too late <laughs> that, that, that's or it could go the other way i can jump on board and it's just going to come crashing down that, that's what that's what, what i like to call or what a lot of people like to call the ngu technology number go up uh, well <laughs> that, that's what gets the attention right that's what got your attention is the number kept going up correct, right correct yeah oh so so i uh, what 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 would you say your biggest reservations still are about uh you know sell, selling everything in your house and your house and your car and going all in on bitcoin what 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 are what what still is your reservation today i have none all right, well, we're going to sell your house by the end of the week. <laughs> I have none. I just, you know, I think that it, when it comes to someone who's new to Bitcoin, investing smart, you know, um, again, going for the dollar amount that you won't really miss every week and kind of little little bit at a time. I think going all in is a, is a relatively stupid move for me. <laughs> sure. Right? Um, I don't know enough about bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency to that extent there is no other cryptocurrency it's all shit <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh we'll definitely have to do this again and and 
I, I really appreciate you coming over for the inaugural Joe-Fi interview, <laughs> which you actually did all the work. I appreciate you did all, you did all the questioning and I hope, uh, I, I hope that what I answered was correct. <laughs> I think it was a very, very informative conversation and we should definitely do it again soon. All right. Thanks, Victor. And for everybody listening, make sure to subscribe, do whatever you got to do and peace out until next time.